Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So, so let me go ahead and, uh, uh, and, and try again this Sunday. Man, I'm stuck. No, don't tell me, come on. Because we're living in a time now where we don't just need messages as usual. Because things are not as usual. And I don't want to offend anybody. But there are a lot of politicians and people, even preachers saying, we need things to go back to normal. No, we don't. The normal that you have known in the past, it will be no more. The America that you knew will never be again. And it's scaring people. Scaring people. Can you handle this? The way we did church before. If we are permitted, and time will come when we can gather together like we used to gather, but if you go back to the same old routine, you're going to be in trouble. Because during this pandemic, I believe the Spirit of the Lord shut a lot of things down that he wasn't receiving in the first place. And he's giving us a chance to reconsider God's ways. These A, B, and C selections, God didn't ask for that. These sermons that are just designed to try to pet people up and make them happy, jump and shout, God didn't ask for that. And he didn't ask us to make church members. Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus. And I've been guilty of it. But that's not in the Bible to make church members. The word says make disciples. Church members sit in the pews and don't do nothing. Church members don't win souls. Church members don't lay hands on the sick. Church members don't cast out devils. Church members just want to sing and hear a little sermon. Church members, it's all about them. Church members just sit in the pew until they feel like they're called to evangelism or to be a prophet or a prophetess. They don't do anything because they're just church members. And church members are easy to offend because they're just church members. It's easy to offend people who are not doing nothing. Spiritually. And we have it backwards. Jesus, God, Jesus didn't die for us to make church members. And he didn't die for pastors to run around the country bragging about how many members they have. He told us to make disciples. And it's easy to make church members because church members are geared into the pastor. But disciples are geared into Jesus. He never called me to lead you to follow me, but to follow him. Yes, I'm a living contemporary example, but Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. 
So if I stumble, you don't stumble. You better hear me. Because everybody in this pulpit is not called of God. And I cannot tell you that I am or that I am not. You have to go to God for that. Let him tell you who I am. Because until you allow God to tell you who I am, you won't know who I am. And if you get a revelation from God as to who I am, it's not easy for you to walk away. You hear me, girl? It's easy to walk away if you don't know who I am. If you don't know what I have. And if you don't know how God made me. If you don't get a revelation that I didn't choose this for myself, he did. And I said yes. Oh, God. That's why I can say today, stretch your hands and put it on that uh, flat screen. And I know the power of God, amen, was released when I opened my mouth because I know who called me and I know who put a word in my mouth. Had a member who was dying the other day. And I got a call. And I said something. The doctors had given up hope. They had done all that they could do, but they called me. I'm not talking about a casual member. I'm talking about a member who's hooked up with the vision of this house, where my anointing will work on their behalf. You have to get a revelation. You have to get a revelation. I can't be Steve to you. And you draw on the well that God placed in me. Mm -hmm. You haven't bumped into a member yet. When you bump into a member that you can't talk bad about me in their presence, you bumped into a member of this house. Ain't nobody saying nothing now. See, if you can talk bad about me, you haven't bumped into the right person yet in this house. Because there's some folk that'll shut you down. Why? Because they have a revelation as to who I am. Jesus said something that offended a multitude. And the Bible says that many followed him no more. Come on now. And Jesus turns to the twelve. He said, will you also leave me? Huh. One of them had a revelation. The others walked away because they didn't have a revelation. Ooh, Jesus. You see, when you walk away from something that God has ordained for your life, you don't know what all you forfeited. And Peter spoke up. He said, Lord, if we leave you, Where are we going to go? The Pharaoh's church? Where are we going to go? I can't get healed in Pharaoh's church if you place me in this church. I'm not saying what the preacher's saying over there is not a good word, but that's not the word for me. The word for me comes out of that man's mouth. That, that's where God placed me. You got to get a revelation. 
And when you get a revelation, then things take on a whole different meaning. I can speak a word over you and it shall come to pass when you got a revelation. That that's not just a man, that's my God man. That's my man sent to me by God. When he speaks over my life, something has to happen. Everybody don't feel that way because they don't have a revelation. But if you ever get a revelation, if God ever opened your eyes and see the gift that he set before you, and you learn how to draw on that gift, it'll open doors for you. You'll bump into favor. Glory to God. The things that I speak will manifest in your life. Ooh, Jesus. Ah, here, come on, come on. Please sit down. Please, please sit down. Oh, God. I'm sorry because that, that's not my message at all. But, but, but today, you have to have a revelation. Or you'll be church hopping. Looking for something that you had. Oh, you didn't catch that. Looking for something that you had. The more you hop, the further you get away from what you had. Then you look around, you stop hopping. You just, you're nowhere now. Just out there. It all started because you didn't have a revelation. As a matter of fact, you can get such a revelation from God as to who he has made me that if somebody called me by my first name, it'll etch you. It's not that you're mad. You just, you just, you have a revelation and he's no longer Steve to you. And, and that's my name. But if you hear somebody say it, it's like they're calling me out of my name because you have a revelation. And people will fall out with you because you have a revelation and they do not. They handle me real casual because they have no revelation. And you handle me reverently. And they'll get mad at you. Ooh, are you listening to me? They'll get mad at your dedication, your commitment. Because the enemy is after your, your connection. Can somebody say amen? Amen. That, that's not the notes at all. Somebody needed that because there's going to be a great falling away. And it's my prayer that not one member that God have sent to this house. I know God didn't send everybody. But those that God have sent God, it's my prayer that not one of those individuals will fall away. Amen. That they'll not grow weary. And the devil's trying to wear the saints out. That you'll not grow weary in well-doing. Because there's a picture painted right now that's like that what we've been doing is not worth anything. It's not doing anything, but it is. I said it is. Glory to God. Is, is this all right? Uh, our, what was our message for New Year's? 2022, 
the year of confidence. And Satan is after your confidence in the word of God. He would try to convince you that the things you've been believing for was just simply a waste of time. He's trying to get you to consider since it's been so long since you asked for it and it still hasn't manifest that it's not coming. And if you're not careful, you'll lose confidence. I don't want to get into all the details, but I had to deal with a certain member because uh, somebody's life was on the line. And, I, and I, had to, I had to get them to back up and just hook into me because I'm not wavering. So when they contacted me again and it wasn't a contact of faith, I just, I ignored it like they didn't say anything. And then I repeated what I said the first time. Then they gave me a negative report. I heard it, but I also... Amen. Had confidence in what I had confessed. And I didn't want to offend anybody. You know, sometimes when somebody tells you something bad, they want you to respond, you know, like they're responding, crying, oh, you know, I don't know what we, and I didn't respond that way. I responded like what I prayed. That they will live and not die. Then I get a report, it's gotten worse. He will live and not die. But the, but, the, but the signs are going the opposite direction. He will live and not die. I get a text. Yeah, yeah, yes, Pastor. You, you're right. You're right. I know I'm right. He'll live and not die. Next morning, everything turned around, Pastor. No, it didn't turn around the next morning. It turned around the day I prayed. The day I prayed, it turned around. You're just talking about the manifestation. You've you got to get a revelation. God, and I'm not talking about myself, but you got to get a you got to get a revelation that my life was not the way it was growing up from a little boy to who I am today. And God not listen to me. You don't get certain things until you've been proven. I remember when Bishop T.D. Jakes came here to minister for the first time. He said, he said, I don't, he said, I don't want to hear about this church. He said, I want to hear about your journey. He said, because he said, once I find out what you've been through, then I'll understand why God trusted you with so much. I want to find out. Who you are to find out why God trusted you with so much. So when he began, you know, you know, he and I, you know, we like that. But, but when he found out my life's journey, he said, I understand now. He said, I understand now. Because there's a price for anointing. I'm not talking about people running around talking about their anointing. There's a price for anointing. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Please, please have a seat. Hallelujah. Uh, service is almost over. I'm going to try one more time. 
I, I, this is a year of confidence. 2022. The year of confidence. And I gave you the definition numerically of what 20 meant. And I gave you the definition of 22 and how we put them together on watch our service. Yes? yes. So if this is the year of confidence, then all of us need more confidence. There's a process for it. If you don't have confidence toward God, what happens? You will grow weary. You'll grow weary and the devil will try to entertain you and seduce you into thinking that this word of God is a bunch of fallacies. It's a fairy tale. It is not a fairy tale. It's God speaking to us. Don't lose your confidence on what God told you. Some of you, there's some things God told you when you was a little child that you still don't see it today. And it's been so long, you're not even looking for it anymore. In other words, you've lost your expectation. But I believe if God says something to you, he didn't say it just to be talking like he didn't have anything else to do. He said it because that is his will for your life. Can somebody say amen? Now, would you put up nugget number one, two, three, and four, I think. Let's just run through them today and, and maybe we can get some. Nugget number one, ready? Read, please. Come on, say it one more time. I will not. Who cannot fail. You, you, you've got to get a revelation on that. I know that's just words, but that don't mean anything if you don't believe it. Nugget number two, please. Come on now. You must have confidence and expectation. God is on your side. God is on your side. Would you please stand and tell somebody with your mask on? God is on your side. Come on, would you please tell somebody like you believe it? God is on your side. Oh, you got to get a revelation that God, your boss may not be, but God is on your side. God. Y'all don't hear me. I said God. God is on my side. Come on, I dare you to say it. God is on my side. Say it again. God is on my side. Say it again. God. can you get depressed in that? How can you think you're not going to make it in that? I don't care what it looked like. God is on your side. Bill collectors may be knocking on your door, but God is on your side. Jesus. 
I hear what you're saying, preacher, but 2022 haven't started out real good for me. I mean, I thought 2021 was something and 2022 is dragging. I mean, it's dragging. God is on your side. You got to get a revelation of that. Oh, Jesus. When you get a revelation that God is on your side, you're willing to go out with a rock and a sling and face a giant with a sword in his hand because you know God is on my side. Cut God God is on my side. God is on my side. Listen, you can go into the courtroom doing a Holy Ghost jig. They done lied on you. They've, 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 they've set off kind of false accusations to get you. And, and they, done, they done sued you and you're in court. And the judge sitting behind the thing with that gavel, he thinks he's running the show. But he didn't realize when you came in the courtroom, God came in the courtroom. Oh, Jesus. I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. God. What was that attorney they had, O.J. Simpson had? What is his name? Yeah, who? Yeah, Johnny Cochran. I'm not talking about Johnny Cochran. He's dead. I said, God. And people think you're arrogant. You're not arrogant. You just know who's with you. All they see is you. They can't see in the spirit. God is in there with you. Somebody got to get this revelation this morning. That God is on my side. You may be in trouble right now. You may need a miracle right now in your finances. You may need a miracle in your family right now. But you need to understand that God is on your side. Would you tell somebody else that God, come on, to my eternity, you need to know that God is on your side. You're not in the battle by yourself. There, Jesus. God is on my side. God is on my side. Hallelujah. God is on my side. God is on my side. I have confidence and I'm expecting 2022 to be a year like I've never experienced in my life. I'm expecting in 2022, I'm expecting to head to the top of the mountain. I'm expecting favor. I'm expecting bonuses and increase in the name of Jesus. 2022, amen, is the year that has been marked that I'll never be broke another day in my life. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say it. 2022. I will never be broke another day in my life. If you believe that, give the Lord a shout of praise today. Never, 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 never. Oh God, never, never.
your wife, tell your husband, tell your son, tell your daughter, tell the dog, tell the cat, tell the fish in the fish tank. God is on our side. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We're going to make it, girl. We're going to make it, honey. God is on our side. Good Jesus. Good Jesus. Good Jesus. I dare a husband to tell his wife, God is on our side. I dare a wife to tell her husband, God is on our side. Because the word of God said, you'll have what you say. God is on our side. 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 Jesus. God is on our side. Y'all, I'm, I'm getting too excited. God is on our side. Oh, Jesus. I'm not moved by what I see. God is on our side. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. God is on our side. Oh, Jesus. Glory, come on, please. Please, please. Oh, gee. Nugget number three. Nugget number three. Please, nugget number three. God is on our side. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I know it's going to manifest. Anybody love him today? I said, anybody love Jesus? Is there anybody in the house of God that love the Lord? The Bible says that those who love the Lord, that all things are going to work together for your good. Glory to God. God is on your side. Uh, please, please. Nugget number three. Go ahead and read it, church. Help me out. Man, that'll preach by itself. Anybody got a conviction? Anybody have a spiritual conviction? I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what people say or do. I have a spiritual conviction that the word of God is true. I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can go where God says I can go. I have a conviction. Nugget number four, and we're through. Nugget number four. Ready? Read. Yeah, there's a process. There's a process. Would you uh, please have a seat and let's begin the process. And I'm not talking about processing your hair like some of you have. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. I've got 10 minutes. Hebrews chapter 10. Ooh, Jesus. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Ooh, Jesus. Somebody got a revelation. That God is on their side. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I know by faith it's already done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Carlton Pearson 
I remember when he came here and preached it, he said, you don't have to wait till the battle's over. When you have a real, if you have a revelation that God's already done it, he said, you can shout now. And folks will look at you like you're crazy. Who do you shout at? My, I got a new house. You, you don't have a, you live in an apartment, yeah, but I, but I got a new house. <laughs> what do you shout No, Man, I just, I just got a financial breakthrough. What do you mean? You, your, your light's about to get cut. Oh, but I just got a financial breakthrough. Oh, you, 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 do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the Lord just told me I'm going to get married. What do you mean the Lord told you you're going to get married? You don't even have a boyfriend. You ain't even been out on a date in a year and a half. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the Lord just told me. The Lord just told me I'm getting ready to get married. Glory to God. Ain't nobody happy but the person who got the revelation. Or are you listening to who Jesus? The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody up in this house. Are you in Hebrews chapter 10? Hebrews chapter 10, verse verse. Verse 35. Let's, let's look at this. Hebrews 10, verse 35. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has not just a reward, but great reward. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has, come on, say this with me. I will not cast away my confidence in my God who cannot fail. Now, now get a hold of this. You've already testified and confessed that God cannot fail. Did, did I hear you say that? Not only did you say God cannot fail, you said God was on your side. Put the two together. God cannot fail and he's on my side. How can you be depressed in that? How can you be discouraged in that? God cannot fail. And God is on my side. Not only God cannot fail and he's on my side. My God is a healer. And I need healing. God is a deliverer, and I need deliverance. God is a miracle worker, and I need a miracle. And God have all of these attributes, and he is on my side. Oh, Jesus. The Webster Dictionary defines confidence as faith or belief. The quality or state of being certain. And today I stand flat-footed without the help of the organ. I stand flat-footed and declare to the heavenlies that I have confidence that my God is well able to deliver me whenever I need deliverance. I have great confidence today that the God I serve is well able to protect me from all of my enemies, those that I know, and those that I don't know. I have confidence. That no weapon. That is formed against me. Or my family. Or this ministry. Not one of them will work. And if you come against it. You're signing your own death sentence. 
Now, I'm not calling down death on you because that would be witchcraft. And I'm not asking God to kill nobody. You'd kill yourself. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> when I want God to do something bad to somebody, that's witchcraft. I want God to get you because you don't agree with me. That's witchcraft. I got quiet. What, what, did I say something wrong? Y'all shouting a moment ago. I said witchcraft and y'all got, got real quiet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Let's go to Hosea real quick, and, and I'll close. Our, our time is gone. Hosea chapter 10. Hosea chapter 10, look at verse 12 quickly. It's in your Bible. Hosea who? Hosea. That's in the Bible. Yes, it's there. Yeah, just, 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 just keep looking. Amen. Find Joel. Back up. You there? Hosea 10. Our time is about gone. Look at verse. If you're not there, just act like you're there. Hosea chapter 10. Look at verse, verse 12. And don't feel embarrassed if you just act. And we all did it one time. I mean, the preacher would say, turn to, you know, Habakkuk or something in the Bible, Haggai or something. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking. And, you know, after a while you hear the pages getting, you know, softer and softer and softer. And after a while you don't hardly hear any. So I would just stop. <laughs> you know. You know, and, and hey, and hold my Bible and point like I'm with you. <laughs> Sound like I have some friends, okay? Mm -hmm. But praise God, I'm not just pointing now. Amen. But that was a process. That's what we're talking about now. A process of going through a process of creating confidence in God. There's, there's, there's good people. They just don't have confidence. And how can you have, in a, how can you have confidence in somebody that you don't know? Um, would you uh, would you lend me ten dollars? Would you lend me ten dollars? You don't have no problem lending me ten dollars. I'll give it back to you. You you believe that? Y'all hear him? The reason he believes that he knows me. Been knowing me thirty some years. But if a stranger walk up to him and ask to borrow ten dollars, he might have an issue. Same ten dollars. What's the issue? Don't know him. Now, I don't have a problem if a stranger asks, come up to me and say, do you have $10? No, give me $10. Because now I know they're not lying. Because if you ask the bar, I know I'm not going to see you no more. But if you ask for the $10, now it's out of the goodness of my heart and what the Spirit of the Lord is leading me to do. But when it comes to borrowing something, that's, that's out of relationship. And so, so to have confidence that God will do what he said, you have to know God. Well, the question becomes now, how can you know God when you don't study the Bible? Reading everything but the Bible. Listening to everything, news, CNN, MSN, all the other, TTTN, uh, ESPN, uh, GWN, BYN. But you don't listen to your pastor's things. Listen to Power One on this. 
Soccer to you 103 this, but you don't listen to your pastor's CDs or DVDs or reel-to-reels or cassettes or MP3s. We got something for you. Listen to everybody all day, every week, but your pastor. Reading things all week, every day, newspaper, magazine, always on your iPhone, looking at the latest thing, hitting the end on your iPhone so you can see the latest news, but never read your Bible. So if you don't read your Bible, you don't listen to your pastor who preaches about the Bible. How are you going to know him? That's why you ought to thank God that you're in a ministry that's not majoring on making you emotional. All that jumping and shouting with no revelation. And I want to thank you for allowing me to be a pastor that I don't have the pressure on me to come to church and entertain you. But I can tell you the truth. Because the devil don't care nothing about you dancing and shouting. But the word of God will run him off. It's the same thing. Say same thing. It's the same thing that Jesus used to run him off. It is written. And how can you say it's written if you've never read it? And you can't tell the devil in the name of Jesus so-and-so because that's what my pastor said. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? You have to get a revelation for yourself. Oh, God, my time is gone. Is this helping anybody at all? Did, did I tell you? Where did I tell you? Go to Hosea uh, chapter 10. Did we, read, did we read verse 12? Look, look what it says. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap. In mercy, this is what I'm doing right now, breaking up your fallow ground. I'm taking the word of God and I'm dealing with those stony places in your life, those hard places in your soul. It's like a farmer. I'm out there. I'm out there with a hose and I'm, 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 I'm digging in the ground. I'm breaking up those hard places for what reason? So we can plant a seed in it. So that we come on, girl, so that we can get a harvest in your life. Oh, God, is this helping anybody break up your fallow ground? Hosea is saying that if they would sow in righteousness, they would reap in mercy. I'm just going to shut it down because our time is gone. But there's a whole lot in that revelation which ties into what I said to you earlier when I got started, I, when I was speaking about America. And I'm just so tired of these, these I don't want to call them lying prophets. If I was bold enough, I'd call them lying prophets, but I don't feel that. Yes, I am. Them lying prophets. That's telling people things that make them feel good because the people have itching ears and they're not telling them the truth. 
they're, they're not telling them the truth. If we're not, then we're certainly close to this country coming under the judgment of God. And I just read it to you in Hosea 10 and 12, which ties into Galatians 6. And everybody wants, wants to turn their face against it and, and, and put their head in the stand and act like it's not the truth. L listen to me. America, us, the church, the church, the world's in trouble because of the church, because of all these lies that the church perpetrated as being the gospel. And it's coming back to haunt us. With all the things this nation has done to other nations in the world. And I always have to qualify myself so nobody will get the wrong impression like I'm against America. I'm a Vietnam veteran. Five of my sons served in the military and three of my sons went to war like I did. And one stayed in Germany and the other boy just got home about a year ago from Korea. After being in the military seven years. So I'm not speaking against the country in that sense. But I do qualify to say this. This nation, is, if it's not already in it, is coming close to the judgment of God because of all the things it has done to other nations of the world. And they did it in many cases in the name of God. Blaming it on God. Down to taking this country from the Indians. And saying that God did it. Y'all getting quiet now. And so, so now everybody's trying to act surprised in 2022. The things that we're facing in this nation. What you sow. Nobody want to talk about that. That this nation has to deal with the seeds that it has sown. I didn't think I was going to go here, but just give me 10 seconds. Because tomorrow, all over this country, people are going to be celebrating Martin Luther King's Day. And it's almost a joke. Because the things he lived and died for, we're still fighting for today. I didn't want to go here, Jesus. I didn't want to go here. But, but I'm so tired of people allowing the system to run the okey-doke on you. Talking about the voters' rights. That, that ain't nothing but a game. They're running a game on you in the name of politics. You better hear me, people of God. The Democrats didn't set you free, and the Republicans didn't set you free. Jesus set you free. And for the mere fact you're looking for freedom is a sign of deception. Ain't no man can set me free. The devil is alive. No white man can stop me. The devil is alive. No black man can stop me. The devil is a lie. No Mexican man, no Chinaman can stop me. The devil is a lie. You're not that bad. And it's deception for me to believe it. That means I've allowed you to poison my mind. To think that I can't move unless you allow me to move. The devil is a lie. 
So today, I release a word, not that the chains would fall off of your ankles, but the chains would fall off of your mind. You're looking for the white man to deliver you. The white man can't deliver you. The white man didn't put you in bondage. You did. Because you believed a lie. You're not inferior in any way. But you are if you believe the lie. Quit looking for somebody to come save you. The Savior has already come. Good God of mercy. Preach, boy, preach. And the reason we're in this mess because of these lies that were perpetrated in the church by the slave master handpicking these no-count preachers. Making the slave feel in his mind that his reward would only come when he get to heaven. The devil is a lie. There's a reward in heaven and there's a reward down here if you get your mind right. And so I say to this country who's playing this game on certain people about voting rights. It's nothing but a game. I'm a Vietnam veteran. I'm supposed to be an American. I was born here. So if I am a true American, why do I have to have certain legislation passed for me to have voting rights when voting rights belong to every American? It's a game. It's a game to make you still feel like somebody has got the upper hand on you. And nobody's saying anything. Everybody's going along with the game. And the struggle that we're having in America today, it's not black and white. That's another game. Because the only people who are fighting over color are poor folk. Preach, boy, preach. And nobody mad in America about this skin color stuff but poor folk. Poor white folk and poor black folk. Because this thing in this country is not about color. Somebody who's over here preaching my message. It has always been about power. They're trying to pass a voting rights bill and none of the Republicans are voting for it. And you think it's about race, about it has nothing to do with color. It has to do with power. And the power is shifting. And it's making people uncomfortable. It's making them uncomfortable because it was a time when you could have all the pie. And now things are shifting. Power is shifting. It's shifting and it's even affecting the church.
And we're having to redefine some things because our A and B selection is not working. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We've been ready. How ready are we going to get? We don't need, we need revelation. You need revelation to know that God is on your side and no demon in hell or walking on this earth can stop you from getting what God has ordained for you to have. And if we get a revelation, we'll stop fighting each other. Black brothers and white brothers and brown brothers and yellow brothers in the family of God will stop fighting and fooling with this foolishness under the umbrella of racism. It's a trick of the enemy to get us fighting over nothing. And if the body of Christ will get a real revelation, it'll be more than Aaron Burskin here at Harvest Church where Jesus is Lord. If they get a revelation. I'm not a descendant of a slave. I'm a descendant of God. You better hear me today. I'm good, I'm good. Because if I drink some more water, I'll preach too much longer. Don't tear the church up. Are you all listening to me? Please, please stand to your feet. I got off. To the degree you have confidence, to the degree you have cultivated a conviction, to the degree... Brother Blanks, that you'll have confidence toward God will be to the degree that you've cultivated a relationship with God. Have you ever had the privilege of being around somebody? Maybe it's your good close friend. I don't know. Maybe it's a brother or sister in the church or friend back where you came from or whatever. But have you ever been around somebody who just flat out believed God? They're annoying, aren't they, when you don't want to live right? <laughs> come on, inside play. They, they, come on, they're annoying. They, they are. They are annoying when you don't want to live right. Oh, you'll say you don't like Pastor Howell. I also don't like him. But, but I, I'm not the realist. The realist, you don't want to live right. And you, you can't come up in here and, and, and run through the crowd. You know, you, you know, you can't come up in here having sex with the women because I'll check you. So you have to go to a church where the preacher do it so y'all can be together. So you're not going to say you don't like God. You'll say you don't like me. You know, all that church talk about over there, all they talk about is money. That's not the issue. The issue is you have a problem with giving money. And so you're trying to use me to justify your lack of tithing. Because if you don't trust me, go somewhere where you trust somebody. Because God is true to his word. There are things that are never going to happen for you until you tithe. God said, prove me. I didn't. God did. And you're deceived thinking that you don't tithe, that you're getting away. There's people who don't tithe. They think they're getting away. Come on now. 
Any of you ladies ever receive roses from your husband or your boyfriend? Anybody? Anybody? I don't want to hurt your feelings. But when they gave you those roses, they were dead. When I'm going to look that over that way. Because sister's looking at me like, what? <laughs> yeah. When he brought those roses home to you, those were, those were dead flowers. That you got all emotional worked up and everything and went in the, you know, and start, you know, uh, running bath water and everything over them dead roses. No. I, I, certainly, brothers, don't stop giving her roses. Please don't. Especially if she likes them. My wife's not here. I know she's watching. Hey, girl. Because <laughs> you, you don't know she don't. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but I found it on the angel. They, they don't like them in general. But they like them if you send them on the job. Brothers, y'all can pay me after in the hallway. I'll be out there with the right hand of fellowship. Now, I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun. But they were dead flowers. They were dead the moment they were cut. It's just like some members that'll leave and they don't go nowhere. And when you see them, they'll try to act like everything's so blissful, everything's so wonderful, everything's so okie-dory, like it's better than it's ever been. But, but isn't it strange? If you take those dead flowers, they're dead. But if you take them home and put them in a, in a vase, the, the flower, come, yeah, girl, them things are bloom. I mean, the flower open up, dead. Still dead. But it looks like, but it was dead the moment it was cut. You died the moment you walked away from Jesus. The moment you turned away from the word and said, I don't believe that stuff. I tried it and it don't work. Then you're saying God's a lie. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.